Blake Wheeler is out for the season. What does this mean for Capo Caco and the New York Rangers? Plus, Ranger prospects Adam Edstrom and Matt Rempe are both in the lineup for the Rangers Stadium Series game a little bit later today against the Islanders. You're locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 1007 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And we are, of course... Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Rangers going to be back in action a little bit later today. Uh, there, it is obviously Sunday as I am recording this. Rangers have the second of two stadium series games at MetLife Stadium. Going to be playing the Islanders and looking to obviously keep their winning streak going here. But the biggest thing that I want to talk about off the top of the show here, the biggest bit of news since the last time that we all spoke was obviously Blake Wheeler now being ruled out for the season. And for anybody that missed it, the Rangers' most recent game against Montreal, about midway through the, fir- the first period, Blake Wheeler's back behind the goal line, kind of near the corner, and the puck is there, and he gets checked and knocked backward onto the ice. It wasn't even really that big of a hit. It wasn't the hit itself that injured Wheeler. It was just the way that he fell. Obviously, you know, his uh, I believe it was his right skate caught behind him, and just, you know, his whole foot, his ankle, his leg, basically all bent in a way that it's just not supposed to bend and it didn't look good. And obviously we didn't want to speculate too much, but you know, he's down on the ice. He tries to get up. He falls back down. You could hear the Madison square garden crowd audibly gasp when that happened. You know, he tried to pull himself back up and just wasn't able to do it. Uh, Kreider. And I want to say Trocek both helped him get to a stretcher, you know, uh, off the rink and onto a stretcher. And again, you, you never know for sure. And any of these injuries, they can always look worse than they end up being. So you keep your fingers crossed and you hope for the best. But uh, the Rangers recently confirming what I think a lot of us probably feared, and that is that Blake Wheeler will indeed be out for the season. Probably. They're, they're leaving the door ever so slightly cracked for a Blake Wheeler return. More on that in a little bit. But first and foremost, I mean, you just feel for uh, the individual himself. Blake Wheeler obviously spent a ton of his career with the Winnipeg Jets, got bought out, very clearly wanted to come to New York. I do think, and I realize he's not prime Blake Wheeler anymore, but if he really wanted to play hardball and really just go out and get the best possible financial contract for himself, he could have done better than what he got from the Rangers, which was just 800 k Obviously, the Rangers have salary cap issues. Blake Wheeler, 37 years old, coming into the season. What's the one thing he hasn't done? Well, that's when a Stanley Cup. And obviously, I do think once Wheeler was bought out by the Jets, all signs were kind of pointing to him, you know, signing with a, a good competitive team and one where he believes that there's at least a chance that he can win a Stanley Cup. The fact that uh, Jacob Truba, his former teammate, was the captain of the Rangers, I'm sure that didn't hurt either. From what I understand, the two of them are pretty close, and uh, Truba was kind of, you know, broken up over losing Wheeler as well. So again, you just feel for the individual first and foremost. Obviously, he struggled out of the gates this season. Looked like he could barely move out there. 
but he has picked it up recently. There's been times where uh, the Rangers have asked him to be on that top line with Mika and Kreider. He's been playing there recently. Playing on the top line for Blake Wheeler at this point is probably a bridge too far, but the Rangers have right-wing issues that are well-documented. They just don't have the depth at the position, and uh, Wheeler, at least, has been you know holding his own with Mika and Kreider recently. It's not like he's been an anchor or anything like that. Uh, the other thing I want to mention here with Blake Wheeler, you know, we have people, not necessarily even like listeners of this podcast, but just people, you know, on social media and whatnot that are saying, well, that's it. Blake Wheeler's career is over. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to speculate other than just acknowledging and admitting basically that, yeah, that is a possibility. There's no guarantee that he's ever going to play again. Blake Wheeler will be 38 years old next season. So obviously on the back nine of his career. Um, but by that same token, I'm not ready to declare it over yet because a lot of players have played quite a bit longer than 38 years old, which again is how old Blake Wheeler will be at the start of next season. We just saw Joe Thornton. I mean, he was playing, what was he like 42 or 43 years old once he finally, you know, hung up his skates. And uh, I believe Blake Wheeler now a more productive player than Joe Thornton was at the very tail end of his career. So, uh, there's no way that he should be completely ruled out for playing again. And I mean, really, it comes down to what Blake Wheeler wants as well. You know, was he planning on this being his last season? There was no announcement or anything like that. But, you know, it's possible that he kind of had a feeling it would be, and he's just been playing his cards close to the vest. Um, Does the injury affect anything? Like, does he, was he leaning toward this being his last season? But now that he got hurt, maybe now it's like, well, I don't want to go out like that. I want to try and play one more season. Or the opposite. Maybe he was going to keep going, and now the injury happens, and he decides that, you know, he's just had enough. Entirely possible as well that he is nowhere near making a decision on, on whether he wants to keep going or not. Obviously, the injury just happened. Um, as far as the Rangers bring him back, I, I don't really see that. Even before this injury happened, when the Rangers went out and signed Blake Wheeler, who, again, became a free agent once he was bought out of his contract from the Jets, it always kind of felt like this was going to be a one-year stay. You know, he's obviously a veteran player, an older player. Rangers had to need a right wing. They brought him in, but they've got guys that they like. I mean, look at the lineup right now. You've got uh, Edstrom and Rempe both called up, um, you know, obviously to the Rangers. You've got Brian Offman, who is knocking on the door and played three games for the Rangers earlier this season. You've got Adam Sakura right now, also in the minors. So, and, you know, you never know who they bring in via free agency as well. So, um, not that they're going to be big spenders in free agency. I don't know that they'll have the cap space for that, but there's always a couple of free agents leaving and uh, coming in at the end of every season. So, as far as um, him being back next year and, you know, re-upping with the Rangers on a new contract, I just don't see it. Never say never, but I don't see it. And the other thing that I wanted to acknowledge here, uh, the very, or what seems like a very slim possibility, that Blake Wheeler could make it back to the Rangers at some point in the playoffs this year. A couple of the beat writers were reporting that, you know, if the Rangers go on a deep run, it's possible that, that Wheeler could be healed by then. And, you know, maybe if we're getting into the conference finals or the finals, um, it's at least possible that he becomes an option for the Rangers at that point. And, you know, saying all this out loud, it kind of reminds me of the Sammy Blay situation from two years ago. If you guys remember, Blay had just... Uh, Come to the Rangers as a result of that wonderful Pavel Buchnevich trade. But uh, Buchnevich was here, and he was taken out. Dirty play by P.K. Subban very early in the season. I think it was a torn ACL, but it was so early in the season that um, it always kind of remained a possibility, a small possibility, but a possibility nonetheless 
that Blake could get back at some point if the Rangers were to go on a deep run. Rangers went on a deep run, and there were all these like little whispers and reports that, well, maybe if they make it to the conference finals, he has a chance, and you know, he wasn't out there for that. And then it was like, maybe if they make it to the finals, he can get back out there. Uh, it could be a similar situation with Wheeler right now. Once again, just going by what the beat writers say, it sounds like there is a small possibility that he could make it back if the Rangers make a deep run. Um, obviously, if that were to happen, the Rangers would have to... Uh, you know, answer the question of, do we even want to put Blake Wheeler back out there? And it's nothing against Wheeler. But if that happens, you know, Wheeler's going to be off for a few months here. Who knows exactly what the lineup is going to look like during the playoffs? I mean, the trade deadline is still approaching. Got to figure the Rangers will add at least one forward at that point. Is there any room for Blake Wheeler? You know, do, do Edstrom and Rempe really take the bull by the horns? Do they end up uh, solidifying their place in the lineup? I don't see them you know, necessarily playing any higher than the fourth or the third line at the most, but it's still two more roster spots going to young players. So we're getting ahead of ourselves. I mean, obviously, you know, first of all, Blake Wheeler has to, to get healthy and um, obviously kind of work his way back. But, you know, you hear stories like this or you hear scenarios like this, and you can't think, you can't help but think of like that Hollywood ending. Obviously, Blake Wheeler's still trying to win his first cup. I mean, imagine him coming back out in like game five of the Stanley Cup finals and the Rangers win the Stanley Cup. I mean, that, that would be a pretty cool situation. Uh, the other kind of ripple effect, and I mentioned this in our last episode, this basically, to me, this Blake Wheeler injury guarantees that Capo Caco would not be traded. I wasn't too keen on the Rangers trading Caco in the first place, but now uh, you have an injury to a player that plays a position where you are already very, very thin. I think the last thing you want to do is make yourself even thinner and trade away Caco. Now, of course, could they trade Caco and bring in another right winger and maybe even a right winger that's a little bit better than Capo Caco? I mean, that's at least possible, but... I mean, again, I just don't think you want to trade away from a position that right now looks like it's the biggest weakness on your team. You know, we were kind of debating between right wing and center. The way Brodzinski has played recently and the fact that you just lost Wheeler. Yeah, I think it's back to right wing being the uh, the biggest issue, the biggest weakness uh, for this Ranger team. Uh, as far as, um, you know, Wheeler there to kind of put a bow on this, leave you guys with a couple of quotes here from a couple of uh, the players on the Rangers and also Peter Laviolette. Kreider was uh, really broken up over this. It sounded like uh, he was kind of having to choke back tears and uh, he was asked about it and he just said heartbreaking. It almost sounded like, you know, just going by the comments that the reporters were making on Twitter, that Kreider didn't want to give too long of an answer or go into too many details because he was really, you know, kind of struggling to hold it together. But I mean, he's only been there for half a season, 50 something games for Blake Wheeler. And I think that kind of reaction will give you an idea of just, you know, how well respected he was, how well liked he was in that locker room. And again, never say never as far as him maybe coming back for a deep playoff run. Um, odds are probably against it, but uh, Jacob Trubo was asked about it. And he said, yeah, we need a right winger now, but we lost a friend. We lost our teammate. I'm not saying this is true, but maybe he played his last hockey game. It's emotional. It's something you think about. You don't take things for granted. And as we mentioned earlier, of course, the two of them were teammates in Winnipeg when Blake Wheeler uh, was the captain of that team. And Jacob Trubo was just getting started. And then, uh, Peter Laviolette had this to say about losing Blake Wheeler. He's been amazing since he's been here. His presence, he comes in to work every day, positive, hardworking. You can see it right before even training camp started that he was in there early. He was committed to being a part of this team and making it successful. He did that both in the room and on the ice. When you lose a veteran player like that with such an impact in the room, that's tough to replace. And yeah, again, you, you hear all these quotes and you hear the Rangers talk about Blake Wheeler. And again, not a superstar player anymore. I think that's pretty much obvious, but he had picked it up as the season went along. And it sounds like, if nothing else, just being a veteran presence in that locker room uh, was a good thing 
for, you know, the Ranger team. And obviously uh, his teammates liked him very much. One last thought that I'll leave you guys with here, though. If the Rangers do win the Stanley Cup this season, and again, we're getting really ahead of ourselves to talk like that, but we're allowed to. The players aren't allowed to talk like that, but we, the fans, we are. If the Rangers do win the Stanley Cup, Blake Wheeler's a Stanley Cup champion. And obviously it's not the way that he would have envisioned it or the way that he would have, uh, you know, loved it to unfold. But bottom line, I mean, he's, he played enough games this season. His name goes on the cup in the same font as everybody else. So win one for Blake Wheeler and win one for Philip Hedl. How about that? Jacob Truba, let, let's have the Rangers win the cup. Jacob Truba goes over, gets the Stanley Cup, hands it right to Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler hands it right to Philip Hedl. Because obviously, you know, Wheeler... Tough injury, tough to go out this way. And Filipino, I mean, he, he's really been up against it this season. So uh, seeing Filipino holding that cup above his head would be pretty awesome, even though he hasn't played, obviously, a ton of games this year for uh, very, very obvious reasons. Um, so we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the Rangers making some adjustments to their lineup. Obviously, Blake Wheeler no longer an option. They had to shuffle the deck a little bit. A couple of prospects now in the lineup as well. We will get to that in just a second. But first... We definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights after providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees. Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you'd hoped? Get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off for the month of February using the discount code locked on. Again, that is discount code locked on for 25% off the rest of the month at www.caminoconsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles free. Also want to let everybody know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels all right, so we'll go ahead and keep everything rolling here. Obviously, you know, unfortunate to lose Blake Wheeler, but the fact is the season keeps going uh, no matter who's in the lineup and who's out. And two players that it certainly looks like will be in the lineup a little bit later today for this uh, stadium series game against the Islanders are Adam Edstrom and Matt Rempe. And the other adjustment here, obviously, again, no Wheeler means you need a new uh, top line right winger. <laughs> Stop me if you've heard me say that before. Okay, well, we need so there's somebody new at top line right wing or we need somebody new at top line right wing or one of the weaknesses on this team is top line right wing. Yeah, I, on and on we go here, but it looks like Jimmy VZ is going to uh, take that spot. More on him in a second. Um, first of all, the question on everybody's mind, I'm sure for, for a lot of Ranger fans and listeners of this podcast, um, who is taller between Adam Edstrom and Matt Rempe? It looks like we do have some resolution on this. I saw a tweet from Molly Walker not too long ago. Edstrom says that he is six foot seven, and Rempe says that he is six foot eight and a half. So uh, my conclusion there is they're both very tall. My other conclusion is that Ranger fans who want this team to get bigger, tougher, more physical, more imposing, more intimidating, more nasty, more gritty, more sandpapery. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, use whatever word, whatever adjective you'd like to, to use. 
Um, but there are times where, you know, I agree. I, I think for sure uh, some more size and some more physicality would be a good thing. But everybody who's like firmly in that camp who really wants that, well, you guys should be pretty happy because those two players are uh, both going to be in the lineup today, or at least that that's certainly the way the Rangers have made it look. I don't know that they've officially announced anything, but it certainly looks like uh, those two are going to be in the lineup a little bit later today against the Islanders. And they will both be on the fourth line with Barkley Goodrow in the middle. So I'm curious to see how that goes. And for Rempe specifically, this is going to be his NHL debut in MetLife Stadium in front of tens of thousands of people outdoors. Maybe we even get some snow. I don't know. I haven't really looked at the forecast, but that's awesome. I mean, what a cool way to make your NHL debut. He's 21 years old. I mean, try to try to picture that in your head. Being 21 years old, you're going to make your NHL debut, and you're also doing it in this football stadium with, with all the you know pomp and circumstances and all that good stuff, a rivalry game. It's about as good as it gets as far as the best way uh, to make your professional sports debut. This is what Rempe had to say about the situation. I think I play a hard physical game that runs on adrenaline, so I'm going to be juiced up to the max. I'll be buzzing out there like this is pure hockey. It's unreal. So even going by those quotes there, and I, I didn't see a video. I'm just reading from you know Twitter or whatever it was where I saw this, but it sounds like he can barely contain himself, and he's excited and ready to go out there and, and, and make it happen, and he should. You know, Every player should be up for this. It's a really cool event when the, Rangers, or when the NHL does these outdoor games. Obviously, they count the same in the standings, but like like Matt Rempe said, there's a little bit more juice to these games uh, when it's outside. And, um, you know, obviously, both teams want to win this game. Rangers are 4-0 in their history in outdoor games. We'll talk about that, their track record there a little bit more in a minute. Um, but I actually tweeted out the other day about Rempe. Like, imagine him picking up the Gordie Howe hat trick in this game. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but I could see him possibly getting into a fight because it is a big part of his game. He's obviously a big kid out there. Uh, we saw him twice in the uh, Rangers and Flyers. You know, the last couple of seasons, they do that prospect series where the Ranger prospects and the Flyer prospects, they all get together and they play two games against each other. And, um, you know, obviously Rempe has participated in that a couple of times over the past couple of years here. But in the one, he got into a fight with Wade Allison. Uh, and then this past year, uh, 2023 gets to do another fight with Zade Wisdom. And then in the preseason this year, obviously he was there with the Rangers in the preseason. Rangers are playing the Islanders. He got into a fight with Ross Johnston. Uh, Rempe was sticking up for Trocek during that last one. And Rempe won all of those fights. And I mean, this guy throws some haymakers. It's borderline scary. I'm kind of glad he's on our side and uh, not the opponents. But, you know, Ross Johnston, he's now on the Ducks. So we're not going to see a rematch there. But, um, hey, if Rempe looks hard enough, I'm sure he can find a dance partner out there somewhere. It is Rangers and Islanders, after all. But regardless of whether he gets into a fight or not, again, just, just a really cool moment for Matthew Rempe. Uh, again, just, just an awesome environment. And, I mean, you guys tell me a better way uh, to make your professional sports debut than this. Not counting the playoffs, at least. You know, I know Kreider years and years ago debuted in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that was awesome in its own right. But as far as, like, a regular season game, this is pretty tough to top. So very cool opportunity for Rempe. Uh, the other thing that happens as a result of Blake Wheeler obviously now being injured, we're going to get Jimmy VZ on the top line. And I've kind of campaigned for this on and off the entire season. And as I mentioned in our last episode, I'll say it again here. This isn't the way that I wanted it to come to fruition. You know, obviously somebody getting injured pretty badly, being lost for the season, never wanted to see that, but facts are facts. You know, everything continues here. Rangers need somebody to step into that role and they're going to go at least for this game with Jimmy VZ. Put Jimmy VZ down for a goal. You know, I, I called him scoring a goal earlier in the season, and then he had two in that one game. 
Give me a Jimmy VZ goal in this game. Mika and Kreider are both playing better recently. They're starting to find the scoring touch. We know how streaky the two of them can be. We had uh, Vince Mercagliano on the show not too long ago, and he really kind of complimented Jimmy VZ for, you know, his smarts, his high hockey IQ. Jimmy VZ will find a way um, to take advantage of more ice time and playing with guys that, you know, flirt with point per game or go past point per game every single season. Give me a Jimmy VZ goal uh, in this game against the Islanders. But regardless, either way, Jimmy VZ has earned this. Uh, he competes his tail off every night. I think he's a player that should and probably will be in the running uh, for the extra effort award. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, and VZ's starting to score again recently. You know, he uh, clinched the game not too long ago with an empty netter, uh, went in, stole the puck, turned around, put it into the empty net. Overall this season for VZ, 12 goals, six assists. So 18 points in 52 games while playing just 12-23 per night. And obviously some of his ice time is always going to be on the penalty kill. So his opportunities are few and far between, but he seems to take advantage of them uh, when he does get that chance. And bottom line, we've seen everybody else play on that spot at one time or another, or, or so it seems this season. Uh, Wheeler had three different stints there. Kako had two different stints there. Johnny Brodzinski was there for a spell when he was first called up. And I just think it's Jimmy VZ's turn. Nobody is really truly stuck there. So let's give Jimmy VZ a shot at this. Uh, maybe they bring in somebody to play that role at the deadline this season, but that hasn't happened yet. They need somebody right now. I think it should be uh, Jimmy VZ getting that opportunity. And it does sound like uh, that will happen, at least for today. The other thing, too, you know, I thought about maybe just throw Capo Caco back out there, but as we've discussed in recent episodes, Caco's really starting to find his game. You know, he's picking it up recently. He's starting to score a little bit, starting to play the kind of hockey that I'm sure he was hoping to play when the season started. And obviously, a lot of that was derailed by his injury. But he's out there on that third line with Cooley and Brodzinski. And what I said in a, in a recent episode, I think the last episode, and a lot of you guys kind of echoed it in the comments section. Um, and, you know, certainly I'm not the first person to notice this. But um, Kako, it, it just feels like he does better when he's out there with the non-superstar players, quote-unquote. He's just more assertive. He doesn't kind of make himself a background player. Uh, he really kind of drives the play. I mean, Capo Caco right now is kind of leading that third line for the Rangers. So if it's working, if it's clicking, stick with it. We got to get Capo Caco going one way or another. And obviously uh, he's found some chemistry recently with both Cooley and Brodzinski. So here's hoping that it continues for uh, a little bit later today and uh, beyond if this trio indeed sticks together for the foreseeable future. we are keep everything rolling in just a second. You know, we've kind of been talking on and off about, um, you know, the, uh, the the game here between the Rangers and the Islanders is going to be outside. thought it might be fun to take a look back at some of the other Ranger outdoor games that have been played over the years. So we're going to do that in just a second. A couple other things as well. First, though, we definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. It is almost, or rather, it is past the halfway point of the season, New York Ranger fans. And regardless of where the Rangers are in the standings, currently in first place in the Metro, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Igor or Panarin or Mika or Kreider will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight-player stats. You heard me, Ranger fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. 
Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, let's go ahead and uh, look at this game between the Rangers and the Islanders. Quick preview here. And uh, more than that, you know, again, it doesn't happen very often, these outdoor games, only a handful of them every season. And uh, the Rangers, this will be their fifth outdoor regular season game. Uh, And it's also the second of two, you know, outdoor games being played this weekend. But, you know, the Rangers, as a lot of you have pointed out, as a lot of you are very well aware, 4-0 in outdoor games. We're going to go through their history. Like I said, they did lose a preseason outdoor game to the Kings back when Wayne Gretzky was still on the Kings in 1991. Uh, they lost that game by a score of 5-2. to two. We're not going to count that, though, because it's preseason. For what it's worth, though, Tony Amante and Doug Waite were your goal scorers for the Rangers. And you'll be shocked to learn that Wayne Gretzky also scored a goal in that game. Uh, since then, you know, obviously some regular season games and the Rangers winning all of them. We had the Rangers beating the Flyers. 3-2 to two in Philly in 2012 in the Winter Classic. Uh, the, the thing that I'll never forget about that game is Henrik Lundqvist making a save against Danny Briere on a penalty shot with 20 seconds left in the game to preserve the 3-2 to two lead. This is after Ryan McDonough took a penalty for covering the puck in the crease. And, of course, a penalty like that, when you're the Flyers, you can pick anybody on the ice to take the shot. So they go with Briere, their top guy, their best, you know, breakaway, shootout, penalty shot option that was on the ice. And uh, Henrik Lundqvist was having none of it. Just did not give him an inch. He was never going to score on this. And um, Rangers held on for the win. And all hell broke loose after this game. Big fight. Scott Hartnell got a 10-minute misconduct because, you know, of course. Um, but, yeah, it was a great win for the Rangers. They were down 2 nothing. Again, Mike Rupp scoring twice to tie it. Both those goals were assisted by Brandon Prust and John Mitchell. And then uh, you had Brad Richards with what turned out to be the game-winning goal from Dubinsky and Callahan. Uh, then you have 2014 Rangers played actually two outdoor games in that season, just a couple of days apart, but they beat the Devils seven to three at Yankee Stadium in 2014. Rangers were actually down three to one in this game. Uh, their lone goal to that point was from Dominic Moore, but then they closed it out with six unanswered goals. Uh, Mark Stahl, Matt Zuccarello, Zuccarello again, Haglin, Nash, Stepan, and just like that, a seven to three win for the Rangers. And then three days later, once again, at Yankee Stadium, this time against the Islanders, uh, you got Brock Nelson giving the Islanders a uh, one to nothing lead. But then uh, the Rangers came back. They got goals from Benoit Pouliot and uh, Daniel Carcillo, who both were only with the Rangers for that one season. Of course, that's also the year that the Rangers ended up going to the finals. Uh, Carcillo's game winner happened early in the third period. Henrik Lundqvist stopped 30 of 31 shots on that particular day. And then finally, the most recent one, 2018 at City Field, the Rangers beat the Sabres 3-2. to two. Uh, Rangers were actually up 2-0 in this game. Let it get away. Let the Sabres tie it. And then JT Miller won it in overtime. This is actually the only one of the four wins where the Rangers did not have to rally from behind to win the game. This one was kind of the opposite. Like I said, they got up 2, uh, gave 2 back, and then won it in the OT. Uh, Miller with the winner, assist to Shattenkirk and Zuccarello. Uh, Rangers also got goals in this game from uh, not exactly lifelong legendary Rangers, uh, Paul Carey and Michael Grabner. So there you go. Grabner, I like, though. Grabner actually had a decent season or two, however long he was here. It's hard to remember, but uh, Grabner gave them some speed. So 
Um, and Carrie, I, I looked it up earlier, only played 100 NHL games. But you know what? Got a goal in a Winter Classic, so that's pretty cool. So with all that said, let's go ahead, make it 5-0 and today. It was funny. There was a reporter talking to LaViolette about, you know, the history of the outdoor games and everything, and he pointed out that the Rangers are 4-0 and in, you know, outdoor NHL regular season games. And he also, I don't know which reporter it was, but this reporter also pointed out to LaViolette the Laviolette is apparently winless. I want to say he's 0-3-1 when it comes to outdoor games. And, of course, one of them was against the Rangers when he was coaching the Flyers. Um, but Laviolette, apparently, when when that was pointed out, he said thanks, you know, to, to, to remind him about that. Um, look, I, I don't think that never winning an outdoor game is something that keeps Laviolette up at night. But by that same token, you know, you've been coaching enough of these games. I'm sure sooner or later you want to win one. So uh, hopefully he finally does get one a little bit later here today and the Rangers can continue their winning streak. Uh, the Islanders scuffling coming in. They've only won three out of their last 10. They actually have not played a game since Tuesday. In that game, they uh, lost two to one in a shootout at home against the Kraken. And it's the goalie matchup that I think everybody would expect for this one. Igor Shesterkin against Ilya Sorokin. So that's kind of where things stand. And uh, hopefully, obviously, the Rangers can go out there and uh, get another two points and keep this uh, undefeated streak outdoors alive. Definitely looking forward uh, to watching them play a little bit later today. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much. For those of you that already have done that, getting the channel to 2,500 plus subscribers, uh, again, means the world to me. Thank you so much. So cool. Here's to the next 2,500. And again, if you haven't subscribed, definitely do it because most of these episodes do premiere on YouTube before they're available on uh, audio. But once again, that will do it for today. Thank you as always, and I will see you next time.